Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Hello, this is Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. Welcome this morning to Teen Sports Radio. We have a special guest today, Dr. Tiffany Morris. She is the Ojai Unified School District Superintendent, and her focus is on students and family success. And what we're realizing is that our teens face more stress than ever before. We have the impact of social media. Now teens are comparing themselves not just to their school peers, but now they have social peers on their their social media. And they're also experiencing stress from higher expectations. I mean, school has changed. Now our kids are learning concepts in math and science that we as parents and grandparents may have studied in college. So even school subjects and school education is changing is causing greater stress to our kids. We also have sleep disruption. So I know many of you parents who have teens, you realize if you don't take away the cell phone or the computer, frequently our, our kids are on their phones into the wee hours of the night and they're not getting the sleep that they need. The other thing that's stressing out our kids is global news. I mean, Yes, it's good to be informed about what's going on in the world, but because of our phones and our connectedness to the Internet and so forth, we all have a greater anxiety about world events that we've never experienced in pre- previous generations. And if there's not time for family discussion, this knowledge of what's going on in the world is increasing anxiety in our teens. The other thing that our teens have to face is the fact that parents are stressed out too. I I mean, the reality is many of us adults are also on social media and we're also watching lots and lots of news and we have our own concerns about earning money for our family and it doesn't leave much room for families to get together and relax and try to work on that level of stress and try to reduce you know, family anxiety. So our community is experiencing people maybe turning to drugs to experiment with various ways to alter consciousness so you can get a little relief from all this anxiety. And so we've been discussing um, the fentanyl poisoning that's been going on. We've just been discussing how... um, yeah, experimenting with drugs and so forth can lead, unfortunately, to deaths and so forth. So at Teen Sports Radio, we have co-hosts and guests. We speak about what to do for stress relief and trying to find that stress relief that is a drug-free alternative. So we're really looking forward to our conversation with Dr. Tiffany and seeing what they are all doing in the Ojai Valley School District in regards to teen school success and family success. Wonderful introduction today, Dominique. So let's get now with Don Sanders and today's guest. Don Sanders, donsmassageohi.com. And I have recently been a part of the Ojai Inter- Interfaith Council, as well as participating on the show here, my wife and I. And uh, 
We're making a community, we're creating a community event here in Ojai called uh, Love Thy Neighbor, coming up on June 25th at the Aquinas Church, an outdoor event. And um, we have been keying off of issues and, and uh, challenges uh, that were brought up by Dr. Tiffany Morse, who's the superintendent of the Ojai Unified School District. And so Dr. Morse has uh, agreed to join us today. And my hope is to be a cross-pollinator between these two counties and these two cities because the region is not very large as the crow flies. And I'd like to see us all coordinate and be able to work together on these kind of issues, whether it's uh, division and hatred or whether it's uh, drug problems or whatever obstacles there are for our future generations to be strong and moving forward because Anything that thwarts our children is sabotaging our future because the children are our future. So thank you, Dr. Morse, for being with us. Thank you. Nice to be here. Shebang. I'm just going to Don, that was awesome. I'm glad we record these and keep these in, as they say, the cloud. Okay, that's really nice. Dr. Tiffany, thank you so much for being here on board. We so appreciate your presence here today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Nice. So you want to start off? Yeah. So what are the main issues that you want parents to be aware of that their kids are experiencing right now in school that maybe parents in their time at school never had to deal with? Yeah, that's a great question because it's it's true that everyone went to school. We all have our experiences and we think about school as we went to school, but school is very different for kids today. And what we're seeing right now, particularly after COVID, is a lot of trauma and trauma-related behavior in our students. So it manifests in different ways. So one thing that we are seeing is a definite uptick in um, behavior issues, right? So kids who are coming to school and they're just not used to being around other kids. They're not used to getting up in the morning, sitting all day in a classroom or even participating with other kids. So there's some, I would say, kind of antisocial behavior that kids have and they're just traumatized from COVID. And we also are seeing an uptick in drug and alcohol use in our in our teens, unfortunately. And I think part of that just came from either being unsupervised during COVID because parents had to work um, or just coping mechanisms for trying to deal with everything that's going on in the world. It's very heavy for them. My kids uh, have told me that they experienced social anxiety. I didn't have a word for it when I was a kid, but I sort of know what they're talking about. It's where who you just don't know how to be with other people. And especially having spent a year with COVID, not having to be with other people. Um, can you speak towards what's happening for kids that parents need to understand that parents may have never experienced? Yeah, I think you labeled it correctly. Social anxiety for kids who were either by themselves and really during COVID, there's this underlying message. It wasn't explicit, but that other people being around other people is not safe. And so our kids heard that for two years. And then we flip a switch and we say, okay, now it's safe. Go back to school, be around people. And that can be confusing for some of our kids, particularly our younger kids who had this idea that, you know, it's not safe to be around strangers or go to the grocery store or to go out. And then we're saying, now go sit in a classroom with 32 other kids 
and it's totally safe. And I, I, I don't think our kids had enough of a transition from one model to another model to really adjust. And so we're definitely seeing that. And then we're also seeing a lot of issues around cell phone addiction. Our kids who were um, in COVID, the only way to connect was online and social media is very addicting. It's designed to be addicting. There's all those studies that have been coming out in the last year or so about that. And so our kids are also having trouble transitioning from the classroom or from home where they had, could you be on their cell phones all the time to the classroom where they're supposed to be having live interactions, but gosh, that draw of the cell phone and social media is ever present. And they constantly want to be picking it up and connecting in that way because that's what they got used to. And so that's been really hard for us. And um, I think for parents, it's really important to understand the impacts of that social media and cell phone addiction and what that looks like both at home and at school. So my understanding is the various addictions are hitting either the dopamine center or serotonin. Somehow or another, it's giving you that feel-good hit. So what is it that um, school, uh, that parents and uh, teachers and are trying to encourage kids because, I mean, it feels good to feel good. So what are they encouraging to replace it if you don't have your cell phone in your hand? Right. That's a really good question. It's something that we're still struggling to figure out, right? We weren't prepared for this. And our systems are a little, they're a little harder to adjust as quickly as I think our kids need us to adjust right now. But I was just reading this article from an author who said, I was a teacher and I believed in cell phones in the classroom because they were great tools. And I was this person two years ago where I thought, you know, we should have cell phones because kids can look things up and they can do projects. And this author was saying, I've changed my mind because I have seen how addicted kids are to that dopamine fix that they get when they turn on their cell phone and they get pings, right? And and as an adult, I pick up my cell phone and I'm checking an email. And before I know it, I'm off doing 10 other things on my phone. Why would we expect our kids to behave any, any differently? And so there's this real sense of how do we deal with cell phones on campus? And how do we help kids replace that behavior of constantly needing that, that affirmation from cell phones with something else? And what, 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 does, what do schools have to be that something else? That's... We're, we're trying to figure it out as fast as we can, but we don't have an answer yet. Especially with children that do have this social anxiety, like you said, they're actually using the cell phone as a tool. Uh, but with kids that what I want to like kind of slide into, like you had mentioned earlier, we are at a crisis as far as our opioids go with our kids in school. And um, maybe to help speak to that, we have in the house, Stephanie Forrester, um, Sadly, she'd lost her son earlier this year. And the one thing that she um, can identify with is that these, this phone actually was used um, and it wasn't a tool. It was the, 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 the hook actually that her son had to this, getting the, the illegal drugs. Um, maybe Stephanie, you could speak to that. Yes. Um... I found that through COVID, um, um, like Tiffany said, you know, a lot of kids gravitated towards their cell phones. They were at home, they were bored. Um, after 
chiming into my son's Snapchat. I found different platforms that they were able to log on to that would talk about getting drugs. Um, they had their code names. They had the emojis. They had everything, the M30s, the China girl, the blues. And it also went on to a Tinder platform. And once you got into the Tinder, you could get off the platform and communicate directly. And I think the, the reason is out of boredom and just being on their phone and learning different things. And so I think that played a huge role in this fentanyl um, and this drug drug problem. But as far as everybody using their phones and um, being on phone at school, as a parent, whether or not my son liked it or not, whether he knew or not, I knew his passcodes. Um, I think it's really important if you give a minor a telephone that you should be aware um, of what they're doing on it. And that's 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 hard. That's hard, really hard to do. They want their privacy. Um, but that's how I feel about kind of what happened with Justin and the, and the phones and the boredom and the social anxiety. He'd also shattered his ankle along with all of that. Um, COVID really, really did a, a huge number on, on the drug um, problems. Wow, that was a great share. Stephanie, thank you so much. So it was so heartfelt. Let's do this. Let's take another break. This is Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. We're back. This is Erica Salda. We're with Dr. Tiffany, who is the Ojai Superintendent of Schools. Dominique, you have. So, Dr. Tiffany, do you address that at all with your parents about? I mean, we love our children and we respect their privacy. When I worked with a counselor, I got I had a recommendation. If someone's under your roof, um, the activities going on under your roof, you have a right as a parent to know what's going on. Whether you uh, tell your child that you're, you know, you might be viewing their diary or you might be, you know, that's, that's a personal thing that I think it's really good to work with counselors regarding. But what advice do you give to parents to help support their kids to grow up safely? Yeah, so we did a parent university earlier this year on one of the topics was, well, they were all kind of related to student mental health and wellness. And one of them was about social media. And we gave parents some tricks and tools for how to monitor social media. We also have something called GoGuardian, which every single student device in our district, and we have one-to-one devices, um, when students use that device at school or at home, if they Google something, drugs, alcohol, suicide, fighting, we get an alert. And then we go and um, deal with that in some way. And 
Parents can also set up an account so parents can see what kids are doing on their school-issued devices, which has been very helpful. Not all parents do, but they can. And some parents really, um, kind of like you were saying, some parents really are interested in that. And some parents are not interested in that in different parenting styles. But we, so we talk to parents about how to monitor kids on social media or how to just set up safe parameters, how to check the account settings so they're safe. We have at our back to school night at the high school, we talk to parents about like, take your kid's phone away at nine o'clock, take it out of their room so that they're not on their phone until one or two in the morning, not sleeping and who knows what they're doing, take it away and have them sleep. Um, And then we give them tools so that they can monitor their school computers. And so we actually you know, drugs and alcohol are a big issue and suicide is our kind of immediate issue. And so when we get an alert on suicide, I personally have talked to parents in the middle of the night to say, hey, we saw your kid was Googling, how do I kill myself right now? Can you go up and check on them? And that is a wake up call for parents when they get that literally and uh, (laughs) figuratively, when they get that and they go check on their kids and it's to say, gosh, like, let's dig into what's happening with your child right now and use this as a tool to help get them um, what they need to be successful and happy again. So, and just goals. to give hugs to all the parents, it doesn't matter what your level of wealth, poverty, race, this happens in all families. Yes. Um, I have, I had two of my five children's uh, contemplated. And um, it's something that we need to speak more to because we need that active, loving listening um, and encourage that. Don't be ashamed of it. Don. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Morse, earlier today on uh, the other other recording, uh, our production engineer, he, he mentioned that the opposite of addiction is connection, not sobriety. Yes. And so, so I think, you know, warm heart to heart connection is an antidote, you know, I mean, in it, and if the parents are taxed and uh, as far as time goes, then somehow there's got to be a way to enlist surrogates. You know, yeah. I know, I know my mother was a busy single mother nurse and she happened to be in charge of the student health at Stanford. And she enlisted guys, you know, that she took care of to be like a surrogate to do things with me and listen to me, which would, which I have never forgotten. I love that. Yeah, we have in the last couple of years really ramped up what we, how we connect and really how we track students connection at school. So at the high school, we have something called a five star app and we want to see that kids, so kids get points for connecting with different things. And when we see that you haven't connected with anything, we reach out to you. And oh, at the good. middle school, we have a whole program that's um, really around looking at individual students to see how they're connecting with the adults on campus. And so it's interesting because the the work of schools has really changed significantly over the last five years, and particularly since we've come back from COVID. And all of these things are not what we think about when we think of schools, right? And we think of reading and writing and all the, the academic piece. This is critical and takes almost an equivalent amount of resources to make these connections with kids and do mental health and drug and alcohol counseling and all these whole child things that we have to do. 
I, I love it. Whole child. Um, we were just curious, based on the conversation we had with the county health director, um, do, you, do your schools or your school nurses have access to, like, uh, what's it called, Narcon, the, in order to assist with any overdose? Yes. Excellent. We're small, so we have one nurse for the entire district. It's also very, very hard to find school nurses, just as a Side note, it's uh, almost impossible just because of the requirements and, and the money is less than if you were a nurse somewhere else. And so I think across the, the county, county's region, we're struggling with getting school nurses. But yes, when we do have them, we, they have access to Narcon. Excellent. Excellent. And if there were any parents that had concern that they knew that there were, is drug use in their family somewhere, and they wanted to get some Narcon to keep it on hand in case someone had an overdose, would they be able to come to the school district to get help? Or how do, how do you tell parents to get some so they have it in their medicine cabinet? I have not thought of that yet. So this is a great thing that I'm writing down right now to go see. We have it for, for us, but um, I think that's a good thing for us to add is resources for parents who might be worried and, and want that on hand. I, I look at it as coaches too. I mean, all the coaches should have access to it. They should be, it should be in their, in their bag, in their um, first aid kit. Right next to the AED, right? So. <laughs> yeah. It's like an EpiPen. It's like. Yeah. 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 Um, my other thought too is uh, because our students are all headed into summer and there's a lot of free time. What are the things that the school district is encouraging students to be involved in so that they're they're getting they're maintaining their wellness of body, mind and heart and doing it through a way that's not over usage of a phone or addicted to other substances? Let's take a break. OK, that was a good that was a long, big question. OK, <laughs> we're going to get to some commercials. We got some new commercials and we're going to get to that, that great answer from Dr. Tiffany right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. We are here with um, Dr. Tiffany Morse, who's the Ohio Unified School District Superintendent. And we are talking about coordinating resources to help young people that may find themselves in crisis. And uh, we're talking about a, a, a a multiplicity of ways that this has been exacerbated by the COVID, uh, the pandemic lockdowns and so forth. So welcome back, everyone. Dr. Morse, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. What did we do your question? Uh, the summer, what are you recommending <laughs> for parents and kids to be up to during the summer to reinforce everyone's wellness? Well, I think what you just said is important. While parents are at work, what are we doing with kids, right? So we're not repeating what happened during COVID with kids at home for long periods of time um, by themselves and, and having access to their phones and, and all the things that, that may not lead to a positive mental outlook. And so 
we are for our third year in a row expanding our summer, our free summer programs in Ojai Unified. So we have access to these summer camps for all students, K through 12th grade. And they this year we've added a mountain biking class where kids can go on mountain biking trips every single day, Monday through Friday for three or four hours. We have a, a fitness class. We have game design. We have um, cheerleading camp. So we're trying to add free summer programming for kids that are beyond kind of the traditional academic classes so that kids have something to connect to. So they get a little break in June. We get out in the first week of June, they get three weeks of a break, which I think is also good for their mental health. But instead of having eight weeks off, they get three weeks off, four weeks of summer school, a couple of weeks off, and then come back to school in August. And so really trying to be thoughtful about how we can support kids and having um, fun, positive things to do that they want to do. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have a lot of students who work during the summer. And so trying to help them with job preparation, resume building, those kinds of things, so that if they want to get a summer job, which is also productive, that they have the tools to be able to do that. So when you budget this out, Dr. Tiffany, because I just got off the phone with a friend of mine and you know she's trying to scrape together the dollars because she doesn't have the money. She has three kids and she doesn't have the money. And I just said, well, back in my day, I mean, lifeguard camp was the least expensive and the best way to go because it was a half a day. And then, you know, you can make uh, arrangements for the other half of the day. But when you just said free, I mean, now you I mean, why is that? Is it because you're smaller? Because everything in Santa Barbara, we're like one of the richest in the county, which that and Ohio is Ventura County, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ventura County. So is it is it a county thing where you know you're just a master at division of assets, and maybe you should give a talk up here on when you're doing your budget it should be a 12 month budget because what are we going to do with these kids? And this should have been seen in advance. Okay, I can, you cannot. I mean, and 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 Stephanie is nodding her head up and down because I am telling you, we do not have that here. Um, they they're canceling things. Okay, because we don't have the staff to support it. And I don't understand that. And I I love Ohio, Dominique, and I love going down there. We're actually going to probably participate in your event at the end of the month. And I just don't get it. Santa Barbara's, I mean, we have a we have an impoverished aspect of our community as well and at or below the poverty level. But we also have this enormous amount of money as well too and it's just i hear what you're doing and so i'm 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 blown away um um i don't know maybe you should come up here can we can we have you come up here so this is a good question this is a program i actually started in my previous job working for the ventura county office of education and it's a partnership with the charter school so that's where the funding comes from so it's actually free to us as a district and it's free to all of our families so i was running this before and um, most districts take this partnership and they do the typical academic classes and i am just passionate that our students need fun, interesting things to do that we can't offer them during the school year. And so I take this partnership with the charter school and then kind of add, make it a little extra to do all these things. Like I could tell you, we're the only district with mountain biking club during, during the summer for both elementary and middle school and high school kids. We have culinary camp, which is great. Kids love to come and, you know, spend the summer. And free. You're saying free. You're still saying free. Yeah. And so it's just this partnership that we've been doing and I've been doing with this charter school called Learn for Life for 
I think this is maybe my 10th year of partnering with them in the summer to do this. So it's really great. Stephanie, you're allowed to say, I know she's just, she's Can a we clone her? Can we clone her? Can we, we clone her? I think we should steal her. Because <laughs> that's, that's how you get what you want. Yeah. You, you steal people. That's brilliant. That, that's brilliant. Oh, share. It's a sharing. It's a sharing. But I think they want to take her. Yeah. Unless you could share down in Ojai. No. Done. Yeah, Dr. Morse, are you, are you uh, acquainted with uh, with Jim Bailey, who runs the RTS? I mean, yes. uh, for for Eric and Dominique and, and Stephanie, it's a beloved instructor who's been both in public and private school, and he runs a program called Rock Tree Sky, which is uh, you know a democratic schooling model where where kids can ask to learn what they want to learn. They've got lots of resources and things like that, and I just wondered. Uh, has he has he given any input into to to way to structure some of these kind of things? Because he is brilliant. He, he is he is a real gem. Yes. Yeah, so we actually turned uh, we have a whole school that's based on a partnership with Rock Tree Sky. So we had previously closed Summit School and then we reopened it as a partnership. So um, they provide the enrichment and we provide the, the academic school piece. So we have an ongoing partnership. And one of our summer programs is a Rock Tree Sky camp. So, nice. yes, we are. But trying to bring that innovation and um, passion that anyone in the community has to serve our students. And Jim is definitely one of the leaders in that area. So that's great. Cause my, my son, my son went to rock tree sky and uh, he was the first high school age student there. And he brought three of his friends and it was really great because it created a bridge. The younger kids had some, <laughs> guys that they could relate to before they got to the grown-ups that were teachers. And then the teachers had some intermediate support to relate to the young ones. And it was a very, very efficient system, you know, to have like big brothers. Yes. We're replicating that model at our, at San Antonio, one of our schools that we're turning into a K-8 school. And so that is one of the things is that connection between older kids and younger kids. Because again, just like you said, the opposite of addiction is connection. And so we are making a concentrated effort across our entire district to connect, to have kids connect with each other, to connect with our teachers, to connect with our adults on campus, to connect with their parents and to connect with things that they're passionate about. I think one of the things that our young kids struggle with is they don't know what they like to do. If you ask them, what do you like to do? Some kids know, and that's great, but what do we do with the kids who don't know what they like to do? I think it's part of our work in schools to help them figure that out so that they have something to ground them into their community and their world moving forward. I like to mountain bike. I like music. I like art. Whatever that is, our job is to help them find that and make those connections. Dr. Tiffany, that is such music to my ears. Let's take another little break. This is Erica Salda, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages.
back, and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Dominic Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. We're speaking to Dr. Tiffany, the Ojai Valley School Superintendent. Yeah, I'm just blown away. I'm going I'm to do some massive research this next week about the, what is actually free. All I know is everything I've heard from everybody that I've spoke to, there's price tags. Attached. And am I wrong, Stephanie? I mean, isn't it everything costs? There's no free. There's am I right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I mean, think- I, I graduated from Westmont. I know all those camps are, I mean, God bless people who could afford them. That's great. Um, I don't know. I don't. How Parks long? Recreation. Did you take have- years to set this up, Dr. Tiffany? Or is this something I know you had this before you became the superintendent of school? <laughs> so you already built the, the foundation of it and then just ran it. I mean, honestly, if I if I had an elementary school kid right now, um, and living in Santa Barbara, I would move to Ojai because you no, can I even just come to Ojai for the summer. You don't have to move here. We actually take kids. We take our district kids, but we take kids from anywhere. And so uh, we do have kids from outside who are not enrolled in Ojai Unified during the, the school year who come to us for summer camps. And we encourage that. We'd love to have them. So, so if, wow. I, if, I, if, I, if I drop off my child at eight and then so I can pick it up after work. I mean, is that is it an all day thing or? Half day. Yeah. Half day. So for our high school kids, it's a half day, but we know that that's an issue for parents, particularly in elementary. And so we've added afternoon child care into the program so that you really can drop your kid off at <laughs> Stephanie. Stephanie wants and to move. So, Stephanie's moving to Ohio. That's it. <laughs> I think four or five. I, I, I forget what time the end time is, but we, we really... You know, I know parents have to work, right? And so we, I know every time we have a holiday or we have summer, or we have spring break, it's really hard for parents to figure out how do I keep my kids safe and engaged and happy? And so that's part of our job is to provide that support. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate it, appreciate that you keep saying um, free because that is something we're really passionate about is I need all families to have access to these services, regardless of your income. And so we try really hard. We have a very robust support system for families of all income levels. And so um, childcare, if you are um, under a certain income level, childcare in the afternoon for the summer is free also. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that our families. The funny thing is, is people that have means of like all of my friends and I've been blessed um, with being able to to um, provide extras for my kids. But my, my whole thing as they were growing up with all the camps that I paid, I just said, can't you be a nonprofit? Because at least I can write it off because you're just writing you know, checks. But see, now they're all nonprofits pretty much that you can put your money back into the system to help support those that didn't have um, didn't because it's not like we don't want to pay. We just this it's just not there. And I'm, I'm my heart goes out to those that have the kids that are right at the bubble and they just can't afford it. So now, now they're latchkey kids. And that just doesn't help anybody because that's that's the, that's they're vulnerable then. So, um, God, God bless you. I tell you, God bless you, boy. So do you have a website where parents can find out all the information of what your school district is offering? Yeah, just ohiusd.org. And we have a, a page that's specific to summer programs. And so it's pretty easy to find. And we 
We also have something called Family Fund, which is a program. Um, I want to make sure that all kids, again, regardless of their socioeconomic status, have access to all of those enrichment things that we know help keep our kids happy, safe, engaged, out of trouble, off of drugs, that have all those connective pieces. And so we will pay for Family Fund, we'll raise money and we'll pay for kids to go to sixth fifth grade science camp, the Marine Institute. We pay for kids to go to prom. We pay for kids yearbooks. We pay for cleats if they need to participate in soccer and don't have the money. And so we really want all of our kids to have access to everything the school has to offer, regardless of how much money their family has. I think we've got Stephanie here in tears. Go ahead. I think I'm going to cry. I mean, I was fortunate enough to be able to have Justin do go to camps and I kept him very much. Um, er, there wasn't a day in between that he didn't go from sport to sport. And I know that's not recommended, but with how hyperactive he was, it, it was really important. But I, I know a lot of the kids um, could participate because of the cost. So that's brilliant. I grew up and I, I would never have asked my parents um, for any activity because I knew we couldn't afford it. So I just wouldn't ask. So they didn't even know, right? They didn't know that there was this thing or this thing because I just, I felt guilty asking them for money that we didn't have to do something for myself and two little brothers. And so I never want our, our kids to not take AP tests because they can't afford it or to not play soccer because they don't have cleats or to not go to anything, to not go to prom, um, because those are part of what makes school school, right? We think it's, again, just in the classroom, but there's all these other things that happen outside of the classroom that fit that meet the needs of the whole child. And I think those are part of our basic education program and that we have to ensure all kids have access to them. So basically the money, though, because everything still costs money. People aren't doing every, anything for free, even though you're providing the service for free. But so on top of that layer, so because, you know, you're the CEO of the district, you're the superintendent of schools. Are you just laddering your your budget, your funding over the 12 months? Is that how you're doing it? Or you, it's the partnerships that you have that have a bucket of money that you form relationships with. And that's the end goal is the kids. It's about the kids. Let's provide free to the kids. I mean, is that how you're doing? I mean, because why are you not not that you're not because what you're doing isn't rocket science, but it's a model. Okay, and the model up here is well, those who can pay, okay, are going to get you know we're going to get some ex NFL football player to be your coach, and he has the relationships, but that's going to cost to go to a camp fifteen hundred bucks. Okay. So I, I just don't know. Like, so how is that? How are you doing that? Is it yeah. federal? Is it state? Is it? It's a lot of pieces. Um, it's, it's though not our general fund budget. So for example, family fund is a nonprofit. It was part of the district and we spun it off into a nonprofit. So they raise money to okay. connect families to services. So, you know, we have we have parents in our district who have cancer, right? Stage four cancer. I've got two kids at home. My truck broke down. My air conditioner went out and I'm trying to get my kids, you know, keep my kids safe, happy and healthy. As a school district, is that my problem? No, 
But as a human being and as somebody who's in charge of helping to care for those kids, is it my problem? Absolutely. So that's where Family Fund steps in and says, gosh, did you know that there's this cancer resource center? Do you know that this place will help you with rent assistance? We can give you trolley tokens from, you know, that Family Fund has raised money for. We can give you trolley tokens for your kids to get to the free summer camp. It's it's connecting a lot of resources and it's really time intensive, right? Because we don't have all of the resources, but our job is to know all of the resources and to plug families in individually based on what they need and help them get to whatever resource it is that they need. And they're all different. Dr. Tiffany for president. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we That's need. Very nice. Oh, my <laughs> Dr. Tiffany for president. I would vote for her. What's that, Doug? Uh, this is just tremendous. You know, I, I from the from from the depths of my heart, I really, really appreciate your coming on here because this is a veteran group of passionate mothers, you know, that I co-host with. I'm fortunate to co-host with on this show. And, uh, you know, I'm a beekeeper. I have two two hives out back and uh, I, I consider it a personal mission or give back or community service to be able to try and, you know, like the way the bees go from flower to flower, brushing the pollen everywhere. Uh, I like to cross pollinate people that I think could get together and form alliances that could, uh, you know, move the needle on some of these big problems. Nice. Okay, let's do this. I have another question, but let's take a break. This is Erica Salda, the queen of teen. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Dr. Tiffany, last question. So what I'm asking is, do you think the future of schools is going to break it out? Use use the high school because it's you've got the land and the structure, and then you're just going to have the components at the high school. at the high school, like maybe health and wellness wing. So this way, if kids has problems, they can go right there. They don't have to worry about going online, filling out forms. The services are right there. The school will still have all the sports and everything like that, but it would be set up and structured a little different. You know, and rock it, climbing room, rock climbing room. You know, do you think that, or, or you don't see that? No, I I think that you are not that far off. In fact, this year there is a big push for something called community schools. There was a bunch of grant money that came out of the State Department of Education just recently. And these community schools are designed to be hubs. So they're designed to bring in mental health services, uh, physical health services, 
to schools so that there is this holistic wraparound location for, for students to receive those services. And, you know, we already feed students and we're always trying to find ways to expand that. But I mean, there are schools in Ventura County where you can get all three meals at school already. Right. We, during COVID fed thousands and thousands of families um, you know, right now in Ojai, we offer breakfast and lunch, but still two out of three of your meals can come at school. Right. And we are connecting to mental health services. We're connecting to healthcare services. Um, we're, we are, it's a little harder for us, but you're right. I mean, schools are the, the hub of the community and they're really where we have kids. And do I think school will ultimately be online? I think maybe more for older kids, but parents are always going to have to supervise kids, right? Mm-hmm. So if the workforce shifts and parents are working from home, I think you might see more opportunities for remote learning. But if parents aren't at home, we still have to, somebody has to watch the kids. And so school ser- serves a function for that, right? You know, your kids are safe for eight hours a day mm-hmm. when the, and they're with a community of loving adults. I, I don't know if that'll be quite as... Um, easy to change or to move away from at this point. Well, I tell you, I don't know what's next for you, Dr. Tiffany, but you have every person in this room right now that would put vote for Dr. Tiffany. Okay. I would even probably buy a piece of property in a good location in Ohio and just flag it. Like, you know, that's it. Um, I think that's good for right. I know Stephanie, I'm going to let the last words come from you. What do you say? I just say I think that's brilliant. I think the whole concept of engaging the kids in all these activities and the mere fact that that this is working successfully and it was well thought out. And I just congratulate you for that. All right. That's it. We got the smooshy sign. Make somebody happy today. God bless. See you next week. Oh, the best, 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 oh,